same, same baby, the same, same. We look for the same, same baby, the same, same. Cause isn't it a shame, shame baby, a shame, shame that we look for the same, same baby, the same, same. Lady Gaga, don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, don't sue me. Please, Mother Monster, don't sue me. I love you so much. Put the pause up. <laughs> Two geeky ladies talking about issues in our lives. Relationship gossip. And occasional politics all while geeking and having fun. Let's geek! <laughs> How oh you God. doing? I want to complain about something really quickly. Okay, go on a okay, rant. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. All right, you know how like last week I told you, uh, hopefully people were paying attention. I told you about this band. Um, I played a little bit of their music in the car with you. The Oral mm -hmm. Cigarettes. Yeah, or cigarettes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, listen, listen, listen. Okay, so you know, all right. So they, for those who don't know, the oral cigarettes are a J-Rock group, right? So my thing is, when was it? A couple of days ago, I got a notification on their YouTube channel. I was like, yes, okay, what's up, what's up, right? So I go into their, um, into uh, their their channel, and then, girl, I must be so spoiled from BTS Army. Yo, there was no caption on that. Mm. As an international fan, they were speaking Japanese and I had no idea what was happening. I can tell that they were kicking, they were laughing. I was just like <laughs> laughing with them because I had no That's idea what the funny. hell they were saying. I don't saying. know what they're saying, but I know they're laughing and kicking. And my <laughs> thing is, I'm just like, yo, like, where's the post caption? And I don't think they have like a fan account like the way BTS does because you know what ends up happening sometimes is after the BTS V Live, there are fan accounts and um, people would, what's it called? They would like take the V Live and they would add English captions. So I know what they're talking about, right? See, mm -hmm. the thing is with uh, Japanese, I took like about three years of it. And then of course me watching like Japanese drama and then um, uh, some anime, I'll understand phrases. However, I had no idea what these guys were saying <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because it sucks. I didn't have anybody to speak uh, to, you know, Japanese. So like I lost everything. You got to like, get up on that Rosetta Stone. I am. Yeah. You know, I still have my old books from high school too. Like, it's crazy. I found it the other day, but that's all I want to say. I'm like, guys, oh my God. Like I, I love them. I can't wait till they come to America and they'll perform over here. I don't know if they have performed because like, I'm really getting into their history a little bit, but I'm just like, yo, like, <laughs> can I get some English caption and not Japanese generated caption? Cause I, I want to kick you with them too, you know? <laughs> That's how I feel when I be seeing these Latin memes. I'm like, at least give me some captions because I, I want to jaw jaw with you also, like they say. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all for learning the language and stuff like same. that. But at the same time, I'm just like, help me. I, right, I have not found any fan accounts where like they'll, uh, you know, translate at the bottom. But that's all, all right. I need to say. Please well, check their oh, music sorry. out. It's really good. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you so much for picking us and listening to us. Welcome. And if you listen to us on the regular, love you. Time to geek. So for those who are listening for the first time, 
we pick a topic when we start each episode and behind that topic we talk about how it relates to us you know the issues that go on in our lives in general associating with that topic and sometimes occasionally we may get political depending on the episode so it's not every episode so we are geeking on fame today we're going to talk about fame so of course we always open up with a question so yasin what's the first thing you think of when you hear the word fame uh i don't just celebrity in general Mm-hmm. but you know it's interesting you don't need to be a celebrity to be famous for something oh with this new generation hell yeah especially with the thriving thing mm -hmm. of TikTok and influencers and stuff like that that's a whole different level however i do not hold them as the same level as celebrities if i it's see true. your ass on the street if i see an influencer on the street i'm not walking up to you even, really? yeah even if i support you on the TikTok, i mean i'll wave high but i'm not gonna be like these people who like run up to them like they're a-listers or something oh they're true, true, -listers. True. yeah i wouldn't treat them as a-listers that's like completely different influencers just influence that's it mm, it's that's true my opinion yeah like i don't hold them to the same stature as as celebrities which freaks me out when some people actually hold them like they're celebrities. They're not celebrities. I think I've said it on our podcast before that celebrity worship freaks me out because I don't like how people idolize celebrities yeah. to the point where it's almost like, okay, I can like, I made you, I put you up there so I can control you anytime you want. And then when you're actually on that pedestal, it's I'm famous. Do you know who I am? You're not even on my level. You're trying, like, I don't even need to acknowledge you. And it's like the people that you've looked, you're looking down on, they're the people that put you on that pedestal. You yeah. feel me? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, would you want to be famous, Yasmin? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I like, you know, I've been working on like films and stuff like that. I created my own stuff. So I think I would, just like you said, I think I want people to recognize my work, but like, that's intimidating. Yeah, especially since, you know, last season when we spoke to, um, you know, Miss Tran for, you know, let's geek on with Jessica Tran. And, you know, just pulling up what she had said about just going viral over a video and all the crazy things that had happened to her just because she went viral for a video that she made that was one minute. She had people occasionally, you know, stalking her. And it just happened over one small viral video. And I don't even think TikTok was even around at the time that video no, went I viral. Think I think that was around like, was Vine, I believe. Yeah, it was Vine yeah, time. It was, it was definitely Vine time. So, you know, and the internet is forever. That's another scary thing. The internet is forever. You could do something and it will still catch up to you years later, like Chris Crocker. We spoke about it last um, episode. How many years has it been since Leave Britney Alone? Leave Britney Alone happened in 2007. Yasmin. And we're still talking about Leave Britney alone. Like, think of all these popular YouTube videos. Do you remember Scarlet Takes a Tumble? No. It was this big um, plus-size woman who fell on, she got on a table, 
and the table said, I can't lift you. I'm so sorry. Yes, still you rise, honey. I can't lift you. And it gave out and she fell back because the table gave out. Oh, <laughs> so I, knew it, it went, I remember that video. You know, it went viral. And this is before you were making money on YouTube. True. Think about it. True, I, true. True, like people didn't start making money on YouTube till like what, 2014, 2015? Yeah. It hasn't been that long since, you know, you could start getting paid for being on YouTube. So imagine those old videos, like you remember Ben Intruder, you got your share, you don't let fingerprints at all, you are so dumb, you are really dumb, for real. <laughs> like Ben Intruder, like you have to think of all these classics and we still talk about them and they're old. Like you got Chocolate Rain, Charlie's, um, Charlie the Horse, like right you, you know, remember that? that it's still thriving like just yeah years ago i should and they call those my youtube and... classics yeah. mm -hmm. oh my gosh like you know and that's the price of fame yasmin to be you know have a 15 second moment and it brings you all this clout and this is why you know i say clout chasing is dangerous you know you got that cardi b song with um offset you know they do anything for clout like for real oh right yeah yeah but you know what i find sad about it even though you know on this podcast we will be talking about maybe celebrities we don't like celebrities we love we're gonna be hyping up some people we may be talking you know a little bit down on some people it's just amazing because you know i've said in the past that i go by trends when i look at right. people mm -hmm. so when you look at some of these celebrities their image gets changed because of their trends you know what i mean uh, yeah so that's why I can sit here and say something like, okay, I understand, even though I'm a fan of this person, I can understand why a good number of people don't like, that are not fans of this person. I could be like, cause they do too much or cause they're always in a da 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 situation. But after a while, some of the, the these things that they do, mm -hmm. you know, it just gets associated with their image under fame. Like for example, if a guy were to come out in like high heels and a suit, hair curly, done dead, everybody's gonna say, oh, he's trying to be like Prince. You see what I mean? Yeah. Because of the image of Prince. If somebody came out with black shoes and, you know, socks and had a white glove on, what's the first thing you gonna think? Michael. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's that image, you know, fame. Once you have the like fame and you put that imprint in the world, it's just fascinating the spectrum it can create around you. You don't even also, need to be, you mm -hmm. know, it, it, you know, on the topic of that, because I, um, we're going to talk about Selena Gomez late a little bit. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of them, it's pinning women against women too. Yeah, women are always yes. pitted against every time. You know, they don't do it to men when they're recently, famous. The reason why I'm bringing up Selena right now is because just recently I see a lot of people in my community pinning up Becky G and Selena Gomez because, you know, Selena's uh, doing a record in, in Spanish. I was like, why are you comparing them? A reggaeton album. And then what? And then we had, what, Mariah Carey and uh, Ariana Grande? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, they started yeah. together. <laughs> And then Mariah was throwing shade. And Can I do was, it? Yeah, go ahead. Because you know me, I love I know. Mariah. Like, y'all should go know ahead, on go this ahead. podcast. You cannot say anything negative about Mariah Carey in front of me on this podcast. And you guys will see this in the future. But she was on a, a radio show or so, and they're just like, 
because you remember this was after she, her voice wasn't what it should have been for the 2016 performance. But at the end of the day, I think it was lovely because she gave 2016 the performance it deserved. So I was, I thought it was wonderful. They were doing, they were being shady by playing Ariana Grande, who like a week or two later sang the same song. And she did it flawlessly in front of her. And you know, Mariah's and Aries like me, we don't want y'all to know when we sweating. So she was just so like, it's lovely. No, she was mad as shit. She's like, how dare you, bitch? Especially, I ain't got no issue with Ariana. She just out, y'all just playing her, knowing that everybody's saying she's trying to be me. It's like she knew that the radio host is being messy from the jump because, yeah, you know, yeah, we Aries, yeah. we peep everything early. So they're like, how do you feel? Because they say that Ariana Grande is your long lost daughter. Because they used to say that she's your secret daughter, but you already have a kid, but she's your, she, Mariah goes, oh my God, don't compare me. I don't like getting compared. We're all different in our own unique hey, way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, was right. I agree. Yeah. It's not, it's not right. I was against each other. Because what you're doing funny. is you're causing like rifts and, and, and tearing. And that's another thing about fame that I do not like. It's once people, because it goes back to the comparison that you were doing. It's like, guys, no, no, no. No, no, no. We, you know, we're always going to have new upcoming generations doing like what our, you know, what the past people have been doing. And I was like, why? Like, what? Don't do that. Like, take two. Uh, I think this is two or three years ago when Demi Lovato performed at the Super Bowl, the national anthem. Mm -hmm. She, did you see that? To be honest, I don't remember it. Okay, well, she did a lovely job. She did really good. But apparently some people were feeling themselves a little bit too much and Black Twitter had to be like, calm down now. <laughs> like, <'cause> somebody, <laughs> no, let me tell you why. Because okay. they're just like, oh my God, it was amazing, which is true. It reminds me of Whitney's performance back in the Whitney's uh, iconic uh, national mm. anthem performance. That is the best national anthem performance of all the Super Bowls combined. We're in the year 2021 and we still vote that the number one because it freaking was. She did this after the Cold War. And to tell you how great she is for those who ain't listening, y'all could Google this. She was lip syncing when she did that performance. Yep, and y'all don't even know that. You wonder why? Because Whitney Houston is the GOAT and she's America's sweetheart. So for them to make that comparison to Demi Lovato, Black Twitter was like, slowly rose. We think the performance is great, but don't try it. And I was like, don't try it. Yep. Calm it down. Calm it down. <laughs> but you know, that comparison, there are certain people where it's like, it get, like you get the essence of a certain, you know, iconic famous person like it took me last year to finally see the hype about harry styles i think harry styles really? is amazing yeah i no, i know i don't i never had an issue with harry styles no, i no, like no. him you no 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 i no i didn't think that at all no yeah, it's like, like it took styles. you that long to understand yeah and oh, i understand you want to know why uh-huh oh, sorry you know oh. that song um adore you that is my favorite song off of that album, just putting it out there. I watched the music video and I just had chills. I said, this is so artistic. You remind me of David Bowie. And then I looked at his other music videos and I said, now I see why you're so popular. I said, mm -hmm. you give me such David Bowie vibes. Last, That's what it is. I, and I love his videos. Can I tell you when I got hip to him? It was the last year of One Direction. I was never into One Direction. Let me tell you that. I was not. I like that one. You know, I did like a few songs. My cousin too. in England no, was the first to tell is, me about them. 
from the performance and some of the songs that he, you can literally hear his voice, like you can already tell he was how do, how do I describe it? Well, I guess he would be the Beyonce of that group. Really? What? Really? You don't actually, think so? Actually, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. He I'm is. Say, I would have said Zayn, but you know what? It, yeah, you're no. right. You're no. right. It was no. Harry. No, it was always I Harry. like Zayn. You don't like Zayn's I don't music? Like Zayn. No, I don't like I Zayn's music. Zayn's music. Nah, I'm not into it. I don't know. And Nayel? Nayel's okay. Like that song. Um, sorry, I don't know who go? that is. He's the other member, like, you what? know, Niall Horan. I do, He's the one with the blonde I hair. Just, oh, okay, thank you for that. I just told you, I don't know who he is, and you you tell me his full name. I'm like, yeah, because I... <laughs> well, yeah, it's true, as if that was going to make a difference. Like, that's John. Who's John? John Smith, bitch. I still don't know who he is. It's not going to make a difference. It's still, you know... You need to describe to this one man. of the white boys that is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, but, you know, as we do talk about, like you were saying, as we talk about fame, we're getting ready to uh, talk about the Royals. Oh, yeah. So I watched the whole entire Megan and Harry I didn't, interview. I didn't want to waste my time. No offense. <laughs> no, no, I totally understand because, you know, you're not really into the royals and stuff, which is understandable. We're Americans. At least over here, people are listening out of the country. We are Americans, and I can tell you, America's not really into the whole royalty thing. Like, Actually, we respect it. that's not true because there are some that are being yeah. very vocal on the internet, and they are Americans, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's true. It's 50-50 <laughs> yep. because, come on, Yasmin, we're in America. We're we not going for that. I think in the, the <laughs> Revolutionary War told us that we wasn't playing that whole royalty type thing. Yeah. And what we see like right now is one of those reasons me personally watching it it was just upsetting and it was depressing at the same time it's like how can y'all walk around you know what let me be respectful <laughs> you know no i know i'm trying to be respectful no i know i know let's european. be polite yeah. over here we're gonna we're gonna try yeah we got, we got european people that are listening yeah, in yeah. so i'm gonna be polite and not even say what i was gonna say next i'm gonna be splenda about this the British tabloids are terrible. My cousin told me this from the jump. He said yeah. that the British tabloids, Catherine, he said they're worse than the American ones. They okay. will lie. They will even pay you off to lie just to get a story. And I just find it insane, mm -hmm. the treatment that Megan got compared to... <laughs> you want to know what the most upsetting thing is about it? What? Is the whole colorism thing behind it. You know, everybody has their opinion oh, on yeah. it. Some people are just like, I really don't think race has anything to do with this. And me discussing it with my mom and my grandmother, I said, to be honest, the the royal family can brag and say, we're not racist, we're a mixed family. And it's like, yes, you are a mixed family. You guys are mixed with French, English, Welsh, Spanish. Spanish but y'all don't want to mix with Black, Asian, Indigenous, indigenous, you know, the dark Indian, Pacific Islander. I and said, even, you might even get lucky if you, they might even entertain Native American. 
reason why. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you don't think they'll entertain Native American? I'm just saying they're light enough. Even so, Native Americans wouldn't even entertain that shit anyways. <laughs> because, you know, the fact that they didn't want to give Archie, the queen's great-grandson, a title because that, they didn't know what color. That my mind. That, yeah. that like, then blew my mind. You know, it's upsetting, but the thing about it is, you know, I was on Black Twitter when they were talking about it, mm -hmm. and one person had a commented, I was thinking it, and they said it was just like, if this doesn't tell you that the one drop blood rule is still in effect, I don't know what to tell anybody. And yeah. I said, I know that's right. I said, because this is truly, purely the one drop rule. And for those who may be confused, asking like, what's the one drop rule? You know, I don't know how it is outside of the States, but you know, in America back during the slavery times, they had the one drop rule because, you know, sad as it is when the slave masters would rape their slaves, when those slave masters would die, their children that were slaves, they actually were entitled to the land and the money. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, the wife, the wife of the slave master ain't going for that. That's my money. And then on top of that, I'm not giving my the what's left of his stuff to his slave kids. Are you kidding me? Embarrass me or anything. So that's how they got the law made. Mm. They came together and they made the one drop rule, meaning that if you have any African ancestry in you, any that's black, you are considered black does not matter how light skin you are or anything, you are considered black. If this was the slavery times right now, Archie, and I hate to say this because this is truly a fact, this is only going on history, Archie would still be considered a slave. And either two things would happen, either Archie would change his whole appearance to make himself look whiter, which he does pass for because of his skin tone, and he could drift himself into the white world and play on the whole, you know, hey, I'm white. I don't know anything about Black. Just pretend that you're not Black anymore. Have no association with it, which, Yasmin, you'd be surprised how many, um, how many extremely light-skinned slaves got away with that. But back then, it was survival. That's all it was because for them, it was easier to live their life as a white person than to still be a slave. And if that wasn't Archie's option, Archie would still stay a slave and he probably would have married, married another black woman. So to see Meghan Markle marry Harry and one of the comments in the black community was, yeah, yeah, she can marry him. The queen can approve the world shock. The queen approved this, but at the end of the day, she's, she's light enough for them how archie looks yasmin i oh, i saw the archie. pictures yeah, yeah i saw I, the pictures. I was not nope i was not surprised at all archie looks like how i expected him to look mm -hmm. but i never imagined that that would be a factor and that's the thing that's just you know hurtful and it is true you know watching the documentary and to see the comparisons to kate and the comparisons to megan it reminds you of the comparisons to Ferg to duchess fergie and the comparison to princess diana yeah people were hyping up diana while they were trashing uh, miss fergie they were saying they were because um, uh, miss fergie was the duchess of yorkshire the, tab the British tabloids called her the Duchess of Porkshire hmm. to say that because of the way she was built, she was very sportsy, not the same body type, but similar like the Serena Williams body type. Right. Yep. She was married little, to Prince Andrew. Mm 
mm-hmm. a little broad on the shoulder. Yeah, and they made fun of her for that. But then again, but back in the day, that wasn't attractive, apparently, because, you know, men are sexist and, you know, of course. Uh, you know, patriarchy and, society, you know, it's just so stupid standards. So there's just a lot of parallels and hypocrisy because while this was going on, Diana was depressed. Diana was stressed out. Her mental health was in, you know, wasn't together. She got, she was bulimic mm-hmm. and she was bulimic while she was pregnant with William. And Charles used to do such disrespectful stuff to her, to her while he was sleeping with Camilla and all of that. And instead of coming to her defense, the palace basically threw her under the bus, telling her yeah, stuff like, oh, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe if you would act a certain way, Charles wouldn't be going after Camilla. Nobody wanted to check Charles, but everybody had the energy for Diana. Yeah. And then you look at Megan, Megan said that she had suicidal thoughts. She tried to get help and the institution said, nope, we can't get you help because that's going to be a bad look. I'm sorry, there is a problem. And this is me being as Splenda as I can with my opinion because I really want to go hard on this, but I'm really trying to be respectful to the Europeans that listen to our podcast. But I think y'all know what I want to say. The royal family got me all the way up. Because what they experienced to me is ridiculous. Ridiculous. <sighs> like, you know, Harry has to leave everything because y'all don't like his wife because she's half Black. Mm. That's all it is. And the fact that they didn't have any security, Tyler Perry gave them refuge. Out of everybody Did in the world. Did he really? I didn't yes. know that. I didn't know that. Yes. When they didn't have security or anything like that, uh-huh. Yasmin, Tyler Perry called Meghan Markle and said, you guys can stay in my $15 million house and I will hire security to protect you. Wow. Yes, Tyler Medea Perry. <laughs> yes. Whoa, Tyler that's Madea wild. Perry, I didn't know that. Yes, gave them refuge. All the rich people that Harry knows and Tyler Perry who writes the Medea movies, and this is no shade to Tyler Perry, because I love you, Tyler Perry, but come on, man. That's how you know. Yeah, I mean, that's like me being out on the streets, and I and I need help, and Lil Bow Wow helped me out. That's so random. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, and shout out to Tyler Perry. Like, you're just an yes. angel. And another thing that was just so hurtful of the whole entire situation is when, you know, Oprah had asked, like, you know, where's your income coming? And he said, you know, when my mom died, she left a, you know, a trust fund for us. And that's how I'm surviving. When parents pass away, especially, you know, big figures like that, they're always going to leave something behind for their children. But the fact that Diana left an emergency account for her sons, knowing that they were going to, they're the Prince of England, Knowing that there was a big chance they wouldn't even need that her money mm-hmm. tells you that Diana knew everything she knew about the royal family. And I'm sitting here and I'm just like, you better than, like, Harry, you really better than your mama. Because your mama would have put all of them on blast because you're really protecting your relatives. Like, who was the relative that's talked about Archie's skin tone? I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to tell you what the conversation. Diana would have been like, it was Charles and then it was Andrew. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then the queen said, da, 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 da. Because, you know, I do want to remind people to look up that iconic interview on YouTube when 
they asked her about, you know, her marriage to Charles. And she said, there are three people in our marriage, me, Camilla, and Charles. And everybody's like, yo, that was, yeah, that was a they were like, this what? right there. That was the royal version. That's Love and Hip Hop, the palace edition. <laughs> she said, you know, she came out with the black dress oh, and she really said, was. yeah, it's me, Camilla, and Charles. They cheat. He cheats on me 24 Cute. 7. She with got a Camilla. name like Camilla. Come on, people. <laughs> right. Diana. Diana been about that. Diana didn't care. Diana said, you know what, Charles, you want to be a bitch right now? I'm going to do my own thing. I don't need you. And they had the audacity to try to check her. That's what's wild. But at the end of the day, she's the people's princess. Is uh, Meghan Markle a duchess? God knows if she'll still even keep that title. There's something I want to bring up, though, because you and I were talking about this offline, because I I understand, like, look, the treatment of Meghan is terrible. Not only that, what they're doing to poor Archie is terrible. It is. But there's something I do want to address because she's getting criticism of this. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted your two cents because I got my two cents on this. You know, in the opening minutes of the interview with Oprah, she she had said that she never looked up information about Prince Harry before she got married. Now I know you lying. Um, while she was about the royals discussing, you know, of the monarchy and stuff like that, but it was never brought up in the conversation. But I was just like, I don't. Mm, this feels a little sus here. You mean you mean to tell me before you got married into the royal monarchy and status, something could have came up? Maybe not in such great details. You know what I mean? But like, you didn't think this conversation was gonna happen. You see, and then she says, like, there was a quote that she says, I went into it naively. Well, that's, you know, I don't know. And, yes, and I really feel like. You, say that. you mean I, to tell me you, okay, I understand if you don't know much background about your husband, that's completely normal. You don't need to know 100 things about your husband, because that's the whole point of marriage. You find out more things after you're married to your partner. However, this is not a nobody girl. Like, that's just my thing, because I was like, I understand that maybe you didn't know to the extent of how up the situation was going to be. I, I can get that. But you walking in like you were something special. And a lot of people kept saying this, that you walked in thinking you were going to have some type of Cinderella story, but not in the Disney sense. It was more of, you know, maybe I'm going to live life okay. Uh, this is not coming from my words. This is go on Twitter. A lot of people had a lot to say because this is the one subject I didn't think it was this divided. It's actually divided. People are hating on Megan because this is, I guess, what what did they say? I guess you could say cloud chasing or whatever. Yeah. People are over here defending Megan. However, I can see why people would criticize her when you say something like that. It's, you know, I'm just thinking it from a perspective. Maybe I'm naive as in, because, you know, I always joke, I'm a history buff. Like, I love learning about royal history. You know, how did the Great Wall of China get built? Tell me about World War One too, like all of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the royal family is the royal family. That, yes, but you just didn't imagine them to be more than what you expected. It's kind of like you exceeded what I expected you to be. So that's why I still feel for her because I really feel like if it was me, I would have been in that situation. Just wondering what the f***. Like, I understand that this is the royal family. I understand, but 
this is 2021. Like we're still continuing this bullshit. Like we're really gonna throw me under the butt. Like I'm your family. I just gave birth. But but you know, I I understand that you're being shocked, but there has not been any change within that family. But you said it yourself. Your your cousin even told you. So like, uh uh-huh. The Royals never, the Royals had beef with Diana and they had beef with Fergie. I don't remember what Fergie did years ago, but I think she sold something that belonged to Andrew and she did time for it, or maybe she got a fee for it. Through all of those things, the palace never said, oh, we're rescinding princess or prince so-and-so's you know, title because we are mad at you or anything. They did that to Megan. All these years, Yasmin, all these generations, yes, they've done this in the past. If we go all the way to, you know, figures like King Henry, but y'all took the title away. Come on, for what reason? Besides the fact that he's one eighth, one fourth black. And that's just ridiculous. No, I agree. So, you know, everybody has their theories. Everybody has the conspiracy theories around it. Like, you know, if you remember what I just told you the other day about Harry's ex-girlfriend, what she had said. Oh, uh-huh. so, Last year, I'd read an article, and this was about Harry's ex-girlfriend. This is the last girlfriend he had before he married Megan. She said that um, people, maybe if you're from Europe, you might remember this. When the wedding happened, she became a meme. So you just see her sitting, you know, down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh I remember the memes. Yeah, she became a meme. People were saying disrespectful things like when you could have been the queen of England, but a black woman. So just ignorant, petty shit like that. You know, just to be petty. And I hate how people are disrespectful like that. And she said that it wasn't until like after the wedding and she got hit to those memes, she was just like, what the hell? She Because she said, number one, I've known Harry for years. I've known him before we even dated. Number two, we are great friends. There's no bad blood. If there was bad blood between us, like I wouldn't even be here. Number three, I am cool with Megan. I think Megan's a lovely person. And then she said also in the, according to the article, she had also said that before they broke up, she and Harry had talked about marriage in the past, but she said that she had already made the decision that she never wanted to marry into the family because she was afraid that the exact thing that was happening to Megan would happen to her. So every time she sees Megan and Harry and all the things Megan is dealing with, she sits there and she goes, poor Megan. And then she says to herself, and to think that could have been me and this is the exact reason why I didn't marry Harry. But the, the nice thing about it is she's she's married now, that same ex-girlfriend. She's um, been married for, I think, about two or three years now, according to the article that I had read. But once again, this article was from the last year. Mm-hmm. I was just born and I had seen it. So I think of that too, especially when you're mentioning that, you know, you didn't know what you were expecting. You must be naive. But the thing about it is Megan's American. His ex-girlfriend's British. Yasmin, what do we know much about Buckingham Palace in general? Let's just remove like people like King Henry, you know, Charles. Just if we remove those figures that we learned in the American school system, what is something that you know about Charles Camilla, like all of them? 
You see? Yeah, yeah. The only okay. Thing I think of are don't worry. I'm, I'm going to mess with your mind to prove a point. None of these questions I'm asking you is like, oh, you're just trying to make her look stupid. No, the, the, I'm just trying to prove a point. What country is Charles the Prince of? <laughs> you see? Yeah, but I told you. A British British. But I did tell you from the beginning, I really don't care about the royals. But the thing about it, and, I, and it's not to say Megan didn't care. But you can't answer that question. But to answer the question, he's the Prince of Wales. And you want to know what's also crazy? And I learned this on The Crown. Prince Charles was the Prince of Wales and he couldn't speak Welsh at one time. They had to teach him to speak Welsh later in life. I think when he was like 18 or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is according to The Crown. He didn't know well. How are you, the prince of well, um, the prince of Wales, and you can't even speak the language? Yasmin, how are you, the princess of El Salvador, but you can't speak a lick of Spanish? Make it make sense. D just say he speaks uh, yeah. Welsh now. He speaks yeah, Welsh now. Yeah. But it's those kind of things. Like, do you know Princess Mar um Princess Margaret's divorce? Matter of fact, do you know who Princess Margaret is? I've heard of her, but I don't know her history. Princess Margaret is the queen's sister. You see, Yasmin, and and get this too. This is something else that you probably didn't know. She was the first um, person to get um, to get a divorce from um, a partner in the royal family since King Henry. Yeah. Yep, King Henry. According to their line, King Henry was the first one to get a divorce and all no monarch has done that right, since yeah yeah until, he, yeah. He, he almost started he started a new yeah. religion and almost yeah. started a war just yeah just and divorce. that's the exact reason why the current family is protestant they will never switch back to catholicism ever mm -hmm. and it's been known that they have to they have to convert if you are marrying into that family you have to convert there's no ifs ands or buts about it these are facts, Yasmin, that you didn't know. You want to know why? Because, like you said, you're not pressed about the royal family. So imagine the dating a prince, and it's like, oh, shit, I don't know shit about the royal family. I barely knew anything. I really don't think about them, but I have to now because I'm now dating the prince. So when she said in an interview, like, I, nobody was teaching me anything. I had to learn well, how to curtsy. Like I had to go yeah, on the internet. That's something different. What she said here is that like literally she had no idea in terms of what she was getting into. That's the that's the part that becomes naive. You had to have some type of idea that this is not going to be a normal life. That's what I'm trying to say. You're not gonna have a normal life. You need to walk in knowing you're not going to have a normal life. That's that's what I'm trying to get you it's, to understand. It's expected, though. The thing about it is, guys, it's expected that you're not going to have a normal life if you marry into yeah, the royal family. Right, but it's why just, did she say she's going into, maybe she should have elaborated or something? I mean, uh, I didn't watch the thing. Do you remember that part from the interview? Which part? The, the part where she says, I went to it naively. Did you watch that yeah, part? Yeah, yeah. I do remember that well, part. What was, what was the context around it? Like the only thing that I could think of from that perspective is just that, you know, I went into it thinking that it would be like this, but it became something that I didn't expect, hmm. which makes sense. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, like I said earlier, it's like, you know, 
what you know that you're marrying into the royal family you know their history you know all of this it's like yeah i know that they're gonna talk shit about me i know they're gonna do this i know they're gonna do that that's expected but it's like whoa shit y'all allowing this to happen to me wait this is gonna be okay wait yeah i understand they're gonna talk shit about me but you are allowing them to call your grandson a monkey and call me like you're quiet what the you know but yet you guys are over here because you know she did sneak this which we all knew who she was talking about she said there are royals that are being protected for everything that's going on but we can't get protection that was a dig at prince andrew which is 100 percent true the the palace is dismissing what's happening with andrew as lies and rumors when it's 100 percent true you have this energy for a guilty person but you guys are quiet on megan and harry like what the and you know they're saying that you know the queen has always been nice to us the queen has always been polite i believe that but at the same time the queen is the head of the family you make the decisions you allow this to happen in my mind unless maybe somebody who's european can tweet at us and educate us more on the monarchs and stuff you approved everything that's happening when you kept quiet so it's like make it make sense because if you could allow what's going on with Andrew, you can protect Andrew at all costs. You could have ran that same energy with Megan and Harry, but you it seems like all of the family refused to. Yeah. And that's not right. It's so hypocritical and it does make you see the parallels with Diana. And that's the reason why Diana left. And when Diana left, they were calling her a whore. They were calling her all that. So I'm done. Speaking on Princess, you know, Diana and the royal family. It's just tough. That's all I can say on that. Mm -hmm. But you wanted to talk about Selena Gomez. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Selena Gomez. Yeah, Selena Gomez came out with a Spanish album. I don't know if it's out yet or like whatever it is because uh, last night I was going through the Apple Music and I just saw like EP on it. So, or like one of the songs that said EP. So here's my thing with Selena Gomez. So she, what was it? I think last week she did an interview. I can't remember if it was with Vogue or someone else. So she started discussing this whole thing about her saying, um, you know, like it's hard for her to do Spanish music when she gets criticized. And I, I, I get what she means because we, we literally talked about this. The scary thing about fame is that you get criticism all the time. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. my thing, my thing is this, because, okay. So what she said is she was thinking about retiring. So she says it's, and this is quoted. So it was Vogue magazine, and this is what she says. It's hard to keep doing music when people don't necessarily take you seriously. I've had moments where I've been like, what's the point? Why do I keep doing this? And she's talking about, you know, uh, the recent announcement of that, that Spanish album, right? Which is supposed to be a reggaeton. Yeah, it has a very reggaeton theme. So here's, here's my thing that I've been seeing for a while. So this, this piqued my interest, I want to say last month, right? I think that's when she announced the album. I could be wrong, like back in February. Um, my thing is, I came across a TikToker that I follow. He's Puerto Rican. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he ended up saying along the lines of, you know, it's quite interesting when Selena comes out, like the only time she'll speak about uh, anything Spanish or Latino related theme is when it benefits her pockets, 
I agree with that I from an outside perspective. Yeah, I, yeah, and here's my thing. You know, a lot of the fans jumped on the bandwagon of saying, oh, you're just being a hater. You're just being this and stuff like that. And my thing is this. I can see where he comes from and a lot of people miss the mark on this. And I want to I wanna say this and I want to put it out there. She has done Spanish songs before. Mm -hmm. fine you know like whatever that english record album that she was doing with selena and the scenes she would uh translate one of you know the popular songs and she'll make it into spanish uh, but you got to remember that was under disney disney created selena gomez and the right, scene she according to to her though these spanish songs came from her that was her okay. suggestion that didn't come from disney if i okay. remember correctly that was her suggestion and I did a little digging and searching because the one thing I don't want to do is talk out of my ass. <laughs> yep, true, <laughs> you know true. Saying? Yeah, and so my thing is this. So I've been doing a lot of research about her and I know for a while during her music career, she has expressed that she wants to be more into her Latin roots, right? And she's done it suddenly in some projects here and there. She'll do some songs. I think one of her albums after Selena and the Scenes, she started playing a little bit with Latin sounds, right? No problem, no biggie, but this, she ends up singing the song in English either way, but it had a little bit of Latin flavor in it. Okay, cool. I get it. I get it. My issue where I come in and why I agree with what this guy says is that what upsets me when she announced the album is the fact is she was making a reggaeton theme. Like, a lot of people out here are acting like reggaeton is the only sound that that is Latino. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense to me because when somebody, you know, a lot of these fans were saying she wants to be in touch with her roots. I didn't realize in order for you to touch into your Mexican roots, you got to sing reggaeton. But the thing about it is reggaeton was, it's not Mexican at all. And it was started by Afro-Latinos in Puerto Rico and what other area? In Caribbean areas, if you think. Yeah. yeah. So, that, you know, for people. That's who... what I'm saying, that I need some of these people to understand. When you say something like that, it just doesn't make sense to me. Because I actually had a conversation with my mom and I finally got to it, Catherine. I texted you this. because I was Yeah, you like, did. Yeah, because I was happy. Look, look, look. This is what yeah. I told my mom. Okay. And I want people to understand this. When I told my mom, hey, like, do you know about Selena Gomez? And she was like, oh, or, you know, her new album. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, what about it? And I told her, I was like, you know, she's making this music in Spanish. And my mom immediately, just like all the other fans, she was like, you know, she started singing Spanish and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I know she sang Spanish. I mean, I do have like two of her songs in Spanish when she was with Selena in the scene. And I was telling my mom, I was like, mom, that's not why I'm upset at this. It's the fact is um, I actually liked the, I'll, I'll screen record it and I'll probably like post it somewhere. But um, there was something that Selena said was that she wants to be in touch with her Latin roots or Latino roots, right? By making a reggaeton album doesn't feel like you're being in touch with your heritage. And the fact is what she says a lot is that she says, I want to be in touch with my Latin roots. Why can't you just say, I want to be in touch with my Mexican heritage. So this is what I told my mom. I was like, mom, imagine 
if I came up to you and I was like, mom, you know, I want to be in touch with my Salvadorian roots. And I know we celebrate something similar like Dia de la Muerte. Interesting. Uh, when is it? Yeah. So it's on November 2nd. And I just recently showed you what it looks like. And actually, a while ago, I, I uh, texted you a picture of my grandma's. Oh, yes, you, you did. That? You did. Yeah, yes, yeah. I remember and that. So normally what, what we do is we'll decorate it. And if we have to repaint the tomb, we'll repaint it. You know what I mean? And so, okay, so getting back to the conversation, I was telling my mom, can you imagine, mom, if I tell you I want to get into my roots of El Salvador? And I was like, oh, you know what? Dia de la Marte is actually coming back again. You know what I mean? I was like, let me go ahead and celebrate it. Like, literally, I Google searched Dia de la Muerte, and then all this Mexican tradition comes up. Now, I want to remind people, I'm Salvadorian. And I told my mom, I was like, can you imagine if I started doing Mexican tradition in a Salvadorian household? My mom looked at me like her head snapped. I mean, really Selena's quickly. doing it. <laughs> I mean, but that's Selena's so Mexican. Selena's no, I'm just saying Mexican. what you just said. Like, can you imagine me Salvadorian and I'm over here doing Mexican thing? I said, Selena's doing it. She's oh, Mexican right, singing yeah. reggaeton and she's yeah. not like Caribbean at all. And, my you know, it's. This, my thing is this. I feel, you know, when she makes a statement like that, look, 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 okay. She can make Spanish music. You can do whatever she you can. want. You know what I mean? My thing is you have to be authentic with yourself. Reggaeton is not the only Spanish music. It True. really isn't. She could you be know? singing bachata. Yeah, what? I said she could be singing bachata. bachata. It's not Mexican. I didn't say it was. Oh, yeah, but it'll be the same thing as her singing reggaeton. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you said she could sing other genres. I said she could sing bachata. You did say she could sing other genres. It's I not the only one. I was like Latin pop. Okay, sorry. Like, I was just answering like your Shakira, question. Look at Shakira and J-Lo. Oh, yeah. J-Lo sings like, R&B and, you know, Shakira sings like rock Spanish. Would right, you say but they still have the flavor with African of influence. Latin. They yeah, still have true. the flavor of Latin. And what I do not appreciate is a lot of people are comparing her to Becky G. I just said this a little bit earlier. Stop comparing these two girls. They're on different like lanes first off. You know what I mean? And their, I their, music, journey, their music journey is not even the same. So I would really hope that people stop comparing these two girls. And I told you this, I don't know, have we said this already? Where I told you, um, you know, Mexico's Independence Day, she didn't even tweet nothing. She didn't say anything or whatever. Wow. Yeah. And then you were telling me earlier, like, oh, it seems opportunistic. And I was like, no, it's not. If you're wishing, you know, the Mexican country, their Independence Day, like what, what I don't find that as a part. No, you got to think about it. Somebody who never speaks on their heritage and you speak, I mean, even if she did, damned if she does, damned if she doesn't, you, even if she did post, oh, happy Mexican people, like, when, when, when do you post that? You never do. Is because you're trying to be a Latin artist now. You want to pander because, you know, I really feel the reason why people, you know, some people are upset about it because it comes off as pandering. Like I made the comparison a few episodes ago when we talked about Rosalia. Hi, my name is Catherine. And I'm from Africa and this is growing up Caribbean. And it's like, wait, what? Now imagine me, once again, I'm of African descent. My family is from Gambia. Uh, hi, I want to get in touch. Selena Gomez be like, hi, 
I want to get in touch with my African roots. So I'm going to sing reggae. And it's like, wait, what? You mean Afro beats, right? No, I'm going to sing reggae because reggae music is very popular right now. And then I start working with some artists like Be Beanie Man. Hell, heck, if I'm even lucky, I can contact Rihanna because even though Rihanna's from the islands, she incorporates, yeah. Yeah, she incorporates that into her pop music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if she would have transitioned into Spanish pop. Just because reggaeton is like popular right now and it works for some people doesn't mean it works with everybody. Exactly. That's just my opinion, of course, you know, but my thing is this, when you say something like I'm trying to get in touch with my Latin roots and you're singing reggaeton, I'm just going to look at you kind of funny. You know what? Actually, I, I just got reminded of something. She says that this album, she's doing it for her fans and her music. So you say you're doing this for them. Why the f do you even care about what people are saying? If this album is for them, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, I don't, you know, personally, you know, I, I don't think she should retire. I think she should just change into pop. And just as much as I'm saying this, I do want to praise her with her makeup line as well, because she's doing something that a lot of these makeup industry are not doing, which is like very, um, you know, the people who have arthritis or they have a hard time opening stuff, she's making that, like her products are friendly to that. She has a cooking show. Yeah, she has that cooking show, um, which I think is, is really good and fantastic. You, it just sounds kind of weird when you say, you know, you're so focused on what everybody is saying. You're saying that this album is dedicated to a specific people in your fan base, but then you also want to retire because of all these criticism. But then you need to understand why some of the people are getting upset with you when when you sound like, I guess, as you say, it's pandering. Yeah. That's that's all. No, it's tough. You know, yeah, it, it you really know, is. Yeah. Fame. But you I, know, wish, I wish earlier, her good luck, though. I wish her good luck. That's all. You know, I said it earlier, fame and trends. Mm -hmm. Fame and trends. Because, you know, when you have this outlook, of the way you act and so it becomes associated with your brand so uh, you know let's geek pod is a brand so we could always you know really pray and hope that we will always have great association with this brand that when you hear let's geek pod you'll be like oh it's lovely oh it's like nobody could be like oh i hate that show or i hate that podcast because of da 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 we would hope the majority of our listeners it's a good experience <laughs> yeah but like I said, um, I want to wish Selena Gomez on her music journey. And now transitioning into our gossip section called Let's Talk About It, where, you know, we just talk about gossip that's happened, you know, lately. And we're going to start with how much a lot of people are invested in J-Lo and A-Rod's relationship. Like, we were really tripping the other day at the fact that they broke up. Like, I actually cared. I was like, really? I'm just like, Jay, why I can't she get a, a break, bit. man? I thought this was it. I honestly Me thought too. this was it. I mean, I'm not I'm invested, just, but I really thought this was it. Me, I'm just like, J-Lo, like, you know what I think it is? Men can't handle strong women. That's what it seems like. Some men, not all men. And she's a go-getter. She works so hard. I'm just like, come on, man. 
And then, you know, there's a rumor that A-Rod is cheating and that's the reason why they've had problems. Like, it's at a point where allegedly oh, she, he has like a, time, a curfew it, and stuff. Yeah, it was- Did you hear about that? What's her name? It's with that, well, no, I didn't hear about that, but that affair was with this white girl that he's been on and off with. That apparently is from some like TV show called Dixie something, and there's the rumor, and the chick's like, I never even knew, I don't even know A Rod, and you know, it's just a lot of like rumors, and that's exactly what we're talking about with the whole fame thing, and then they come back two days later saying, um, yeah, we never broke up, we're just trying to fix it, and then it's like, did y'all really break up? Are you trying to save face? Are you really trying to figure it out? Like, we don't know. So I hope it you know, works out. You know, my friend, he's so messed up. <laughs> he put out a meme and he, let me show it to you. He put out this meme. It says, fun fact, JLo needs just one more engagement ring to tie MJ and Brady. Oh my gosh. You want to so know what a disrespectful one I've seen? They're just so what? like, damn, JLo collect, collecting engagement rings like Thanos. And I said, stop. Stop. Yes. That was on Twitter. I was like, y'all need to chill with these jokes, man. Oh my God. You know what I was kicking about like earlier was the Royals meme. The queen <laughs> and her, it'll say like, it was a- With the chart? Into, like, no, no, no. For me, it was like when they made the YouTube apology thing and it says, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, that's funny. Breaking my silence. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Silence. That was funny. Oh, I actually almost thought that was real. Like for real, for real. For then real, I realized real. it was a troll. That was funny. Yeah, the meme thing that came out of that one. Oh my God. And talk about me. My favorite oh. one is the queen holding the color chart. <laughs> oh, right, right, right next to the baby. It's like, bring yeah. out the color wheel. <laughs> for real. Oh my God. And then uh, talking about memes, uh, do you want to get into this JT City Girls? So yeah, JT from City Girls. I'm just finding it ridiculous because I like City Girls. You know, those who don't know City Girls, they're like a do uh hip hop duo they basically are almost like salt and pepper but they're not salt and pepper you know they're they're the first you know duo rap group of females that are getting clout since you know salt and pepper so jt came under fire just you know a few months ago over a tweet that she wrote two years ago which the only reason why people care about that tweet is because she got she's now getting popular you know the group's now getting popular where she was like you know I don't like dark skinned girls, the ones that are too crispy and it's something like that. And people are just like, how are you a dark skinned woman being a colorist and saying something this disrespectful? And it comes with insecurity because I've made this comment before and I'm gonna say it on the podcast. And if y'all have a problem with it, you can tweet at me and say, Catherine, like actually say, Cat, this is how I feel. Whether you're dark skin or whether you're light skin, mm -hmm. I've noticed that the ones who are light skin and dark skin that are very insecure about their skin tone are the biggest colorists. I've noticed this. Uh -huh. I've noticed this. Light, whether they're light skin or dark skin, if you are no normally insecure, you're very insecure about sheer color, you are a colorist. You'll be the first one to say disrespectful things like what JT said. So I'm already sitting here like JT is very, you know, insecure about her skin tone, which I don't know why she's a beautiful woman. Anyways, 
getting off topic for why we're talking about her, there's a fan that was tweeting her every single day for God knows how long. And apparently this fan is a cancer patient. And she said, you know, JT, you're my role model. I love you. Please, please, can I talk? I have cancer. Can I talk to you for at least like five minutes of your time? Uh-huh. And apparently, allegedly, JT actually promised this fan that she would call her and talk to her for five minutes. And the fan who has cancer kept tweeting at her like, hey, JT, please, I have cancer. I just want to talk to you for five minutes, just five minutes of your time. And JT blocked that fan. And Which her is fan really base, up, by the way. Yeah, it's extremely messed up. And her fan base... And, you know, a lot of people who saw that were just like, you blocked your cancer patient fan. And her response to it was just like, you know, I don't need to answer. Um, first off, this is, wasn't her exact words, but the gist of what she said. It, yeah. yeah uh, um, through the tweet where she's like, first off, I don't need to answer to her. And second of all, she's been tweeting me nonstop. Just because I'm a celebrity doesn't mean you own me or something like that. <laughs> and you had some ignorant people agreeing with her, but you had the majority saying that, JT, this is a cancer patient. She's a fan of you, and she only wants five minutes of your time. You can't give your fan five minutes of your time in a five-minute phone call, especially since allegedly you even promised that you would talk to her. So not only does that make you insensitive, that also makes you a liar. Like, it's people like her that puts you on this pedestal for you to even be saying what you're saying right now. And to be honest, City Girls is not even popular enough. They're popular, but they're not popular enough to even be acting this way. It's way too early for them to be acting this way. So, you know, JT really needs to get it together because you are a duo. Yeah. You know? So if one is acting a fool, it's going to make the other look a fool. That's like me acting a fool, Yasmin, and people are looking at you sideways and you ain't even doing nothing. Yeah. So, you know. And I told you this before that I was like, you know, I, listen, not every, okay, it's a little bit tricky because if you know you ain't about to meet a specific fan, you know what I mean? Let's just say, like, you don't want to do a make-a-wish type thing. You don't have to. However, you already entertained the situation. Exactly. Like, you have to commit. Anytime you do something with, with anybody and you say you're going to do something, you have already committed. Don't backtrack. You, you know what I would have done? If she didn't want to talk to her, mm -hmm. this is what I would have done if I was JT. Just you going about that. I would have gotten her phone number. You know, I wouldn't call her. This is me acting as JT. I would make a 30 second video or something or one minute video oh, yeah. saying like, you know, I hope you get better. I love you. Thank you so much. Da, 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 da. Screen, like just text it to the fan. I'm even, oh, I like think this fan would probably yeah. even love this video I, more than an actual conversation. There's celebrities who's actually done that. Like a video, yeah. like just recorded them saying that. Like, do you know, the, you know, the Make-A-Wish Foundation? There's this like competition. It's not really a competition between John Cena and Justin Bieber. Really? Ju yep. Justin Bieber and John Cena are the only Make-A-Wish like celebrities that fulfill 
every single Make-A-Wish wish from somebody. Wow. And in the beginning, they said the the reward, you know, the record for the most was John Cena. And then they said Justin Bieber beat it recently. I don't know how it is now, but both of them are in competition for that spot. And I think that's lovely. If it had been me personally, I probably would be, I would love to join in on that. Cause I would try my best to do every single one. And if I couldn't do every single one, maybe it's like, what's her name? What does she look like? Or what does he look like? Make a video like, hey, that, or maybe send a basket or something yeah. like that. You know, yeah, there yeah. Are, if you don't like being around people who are cancer patient or it makes you feel uncomfortable, there are ways around it. You know, yeah. like for example, if I went to a wedding and the only reason why I didn't go to my friend's wedding is because I don't F with somebody at that wedding and I can't handle it. All I'm gonna do is talk to the bride and groom and then go home and send you a gift. You know, like, hey, I couldn't be at your wedding, but at least here's a wedding gift, you feel me? Yeah, I get but, that. You know, but that's just me. Not everybody has the same heart as you. Me personally, that's just heartless as, you know. It is heartless, it yeah. Is and but literally he, you gave this poor girl her hopes of actually just getting just a couple of minutes with you saying hello thank you for like acknowledging my existence you and, know how like wonderful mm -hmm. it would be for some somebody you know to like if there's somebody i want acknowledge like I, I don't know like one day who knows like bts whatever make a phone call to me like hey what's up i, I whatever you know what whatever i feel like you would pass out oh hell yeah i wouldn't exist yo if she <laughs> gave me a video phone call saying hey like thank you for supporting me or whatever he says it's like little one two set girl i pass out <laughs> actually for me to be honest i'm gonna be real with you if amy lee literally tweets me out or something I would die. <laughs> like, like the way I would feel, I think out of anybody, I actually would want that appreciation. It's either between Lady Gaga or Amy Lee from Evanescence. If these you, two women ever contact me, girl, get the respirator. You, you <laughs> I need yes, some air or something. For, you know, I love, I like Amy Lee, but for Lady Gaga, we need to just call the ambulance because I would not be able to resuscitate you because Hello? I would probably I pass out too. I have a whole tattoo about her on me. Like, mm, And no if way. it was Cascade, you would have to get that little thing. You'd be like, oh my God, clear. <laughs> <laughs> Take the little, Literally. what's that thing called? Wait, I took a screenshot the one time when Instagram was, I gotta find it. When Instagram was the thing, Sorry, what? Sorry. When Instagram was was being born and celebrities started slowly going on there, Lady Gaga literally liked it. And it was no, no. Before somebody's like, oh, what if it was a no? It was not a fan account. It was her actual account that liked my photo. I think uh, how she found it was like I kept tagging her and things, and she liked a photo. I think of me and my daughter or something like that. Yo, I was like, did you no. screenshot it and save it? I did, I did. I gotta find hey. it. So, yeah, nope, nope. This was actually her account. Okay, okay. Before anybody says anything, God, I wish Have I could. Have you ever been retweeted by a famous person or a fame ish no. person? No. So, people, I can admit this. We all know Kate Michelle blocked me from loving hip hop on my own Twitter <laughs> account. 
Um, Moniz Slaughter from Love and Hip Hop had tweeted me a few times, retweeted me. Right. Um, um, Perez Hilton retweeted me a few times. Alice in Wonderland wished me happy birthday. I was really? like, oh my God. Oh, yes, she's my favorite female DJ and well, female producer, EDM producer. Yeah, she tweeted me happy birthday. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I get that. Oh my God. If anybody else tweet at us, like, what's your flex? I want to know. Like, does yeah, anybody else know. have a flex? Like, I want to know. <laughs> All right. And we are now transitioning to our last segment. Damn, man. That's wow. awesome. Where I tell you an incredibly true story from around the world that actually happened. And for those who we always remind, Every time I tell the story, Yasmin has no idea what the story yep, is going to be so her reaction is fresh. Yep. And All I'm right. Ready. This story is called Meet the Woman Whose Boyfriend is a Roller Coaster She Claims to Have Kids With. And this is from mirror.co.uk. So Yasmin, have you ever heard of objectophilia? Yeah, it's when people, like that one lady that got married to a, um, what is it? It was a ride. Yep, the Eiffel Tower. No, no, no. There was like a theme park ride, like, you know, one of those state fairs. There was one girl, like a woman that got married to one of the state fairs, like rides or whatever. Wow, this might actually be the story. When did you hear this story? Oh, this was a couple of years ago. Oh, well, this actually just happened recently. Oh, so and by the way, by the way, before you continue, they literally, it was on a TV show when I saw this and literally somebody asked her like, so how do you get it, like, you know, like, you know, orgasm. Um, yeah, how, how does that happen? And then she was like, well, just like how any normal humans. I was like, what did this girl just say? And she basically says that she bumps and grind on the object. But okay, go ahead. Okay, so there's a woman named Gael Engel. So I apologize, you know, if anybody in Germany or Europe's listening, but Gael Engel, she says that she's sexually attracted to objects and she just met the Skyscream roller coaster at a German theme park. And she says that as soon as she met this roller coaster, she understood what love really means. And by the way, she's 43 years old. Mm hmm. So there she was, you know, around the age of 38. She's also a writer and she's also an artist. She had visited the, the Skyscream roller coaster at Holiday Park in a place called Haslach Rhineland Palatinet, a state in the country's southwest. So I apologize if I got that, you know, area wrong. But she said that as soon as she saw this roller coaster, she knew it was the one. She said, you could say I'm sexually drawn to roller coasters, but since I met the Skyscream roller coaster, I truly understood what love was. So this lady has been in past relationships with three men. She said that it really didn't work out with them. Uh -huh. until she met this roller coaster you know it really responds she really responds to it well and she says that she even has you know kids with it and what she means is that what? because she's an, yeah her own version of kids so i'm gonna put kids in quotation marks because normally it's not like she can take the roller coaster home with her and do what she wants it's not like she can go over there and bump and grind with the roller coaster she'll be arrested you know because that's just weird so she has to make up ways in order to you know 
show her love. So I guess you could say she's kind of celibate, but I don't think there's any variation of that in this article. So she'll like take the roller coaster and design it like kind of like, you know how you can like use Legos and make, you know, uh-huh. yeah. She does the same thing because she's an artist. So she'll take stuff and she'll um, replicate the roller coaster. And she's so obsessed with the roller coaster. She's made different designs of the roller coaster. So those different designs of the roller coaster that she's drawn and put together as a project, she considers those her kids. Mm-hmm. She also says of her past relationships that I will not philosophize on these relationships that ruined my life, but it was only suffering, physical and moral. The men I dated had a lot of issues with alcohol and it was a very hard time for me. But when the sky screen came to me, I felt completely confident. Yep. So she's actually pretty content that she doesn't have a sexual relationship with the roller coaster. It's more about the bond with her, really. She says that she visits the roller coaster almost every other day that she can. She gives it a hug. She professes her love to him. Mm-hmm. She collects objects all the time that represent him. That's what she calls roller coaster a him. You know, she said the love of the roller coaster follows me and everywhere. Mm-hmm. That is so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically the story. You know, she says since she's met that roller coaster, she's been in love with a capital L. But, you know, it's interesting because I did remember watching this show called Strange, um, I think, Strange Things. That's that's my strange addiction. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what it was, my strange addiction. Yeah, I think that's where I got the similar story where it was that girl. I don't know if it was like a, a... the carousel or like it was some ride i think it was the thing where it goes up and down it's a machine that like extends out and then goes back down and it, it it's so weird like when i first saw that i was just like that is i like my brain can't understand how like how do you fall in love with objects it doesn't make sense you know like that's just weird to me. You know, not, from what I had seen in that episode, like years and years ago, I remember maybe some people might know this story. There was a woman who was married to the Eiffel Tower. Like she's in a relationship with the Eiffel Tower. She made the news. She was on My Strange Addiction. Before that, she said that she was in a relationship with her um, bow and arrow because she does archery. She actually was in the military and the military discharged her because of her issues you know her obsession with the objects yeah because it was proven that you know she went through a lot of stuff like she was she was a victim of sexual assault she was abused by her um father so you know they really do believe that object philia may be a psychological thing Mm. where people you know Mm -hmm. it's the theory that comes around it is that it's probably a traumatic experience that happened to these people because from what I had remembered, from when I had seen it, I think they said only 200 people in the world at that time identify as having object philia. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I'm in love with pupusas, Yasmin. Maybe I should consider marrying pupusas. I, I'd like to wake up to- don't, don't do that. Yes, and I would love to wake up next to it. I felt that all the time. So, you know. <laughs> Wait, would that be the same for people who are in love with, like, do you know those people who are in love with, like, anime characters? 
Yeah, yep. And Yasmin, you got people that marry blow-up dolls, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they really are married to them. Machines. They really married to them, Yasmin. I know. So, I don't know what to say. Actually, a while back, there was a story of, I don't know if it, I think it was a Japanese guy or something like that. He ended up marrying um, one of these, like, uh, I don't know if they're like a hologram or something, you know? Oh, I know. know I saw her. Misa, oh my goodness. I remember because she was on tour with Lady Gaga. Yeah, like it was it was strange because he it, like it was all over the place, all over the news where like this guy yeah. literally married like some type of I don't know if she was like a hologram or something. The like hologram that. of that pop. There's a name for that hologram is a um, pop star because I remember seeing her in concert. It was actually pretty cool. That was when really? I saw Lady Gaga. Yeah. Because you remember when I saw Lady Gaga in 2014? Oh, you know, I have yet to see her and it was depressing. It was amazing. Every, I almost cried. Dude, every time I try to, like, look, you know, go to a Lady Gaga concert, it's always sold out. Yo, I yeah. even got lucky with these uh, Evanescence tickets. Like, I was, I had the opportunity to go see her, like, three different times. But after that, it's always sold out. One of the times my brother gave me um, as a present, my birthday present, was to go see Evanescence. It was November 18th at the Fillmore. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. here it's over spring yo i have oh my god i'm about it you know what i'm gonna go into our uh instagram let's peak uh let's pod. um <laughs> yeah no i'm going uh, yeah yeah i'm gonna upload like different pictures sorry it's let's geek on pod i'm going to upload uh photos of me at that concert like thank you brother for giving me those tickets i already told him thank you thank you thank you yeah yeah <laughs> like he got his hands on those tickets for my birthday i was so happy oh that's so nice yep but all well, right that was now- our show Thank you, everyone, for listening. As we're talking about fame, we're talking about, you know, Selena Gomez, the royalty. You know, thank you so much for listening to us. Which, again, I want to wish Selena Gomez uh, luck if I if I wasn't clear. But, yeah, on her music yeah. journey. So. Or even in her career in general, whatever she, she does. So hopefully it just makes her happy. That's That's all I want at the end of the day. If that makes her happy, go for it, you know? And it's time to now, you know, introduce our artist of the week. Oh, and before we do that, I'm gonna play a quick, a, like a quick snippet. We did interview artist of the week, season one, episode one, Boris Dell. Hey, love you. Uh, so hey. Just a little snippet. And I think, yeah. I think music and art, all of that is art. So it's like all mm-hmm. the art. It's important to create any kind of project because think about if you didn't create that one story you didn't create that one song you wouldn't be listening to it being like oh this is you know so my thing is too with uh with writing lyrics it's just like writing in a journal like you are in that period of time it's your thoughts whatever you were creating you're gonna look back at that a year ago and be like dang like i remember exactly what i was going through when i wrote this you know so it's the same thing as journaling getting your thoughts out is very uh i don't even know therapeutic like you get yeah. to know yourself yeah. so well yeah it's still brand new so yeah it's the beginning i hope this this has an impact and uh people could actually bump the album yeah is there is there anything you could tell us a little bit of the album like does it have like a story arc in there or you know is there yeah anything? it actually so i'll tell you what it's called the, the album is called monarch 
uh, like King. And it basically, I'll, I'll tell the short story of the, or the short version of the story. It's like, okay. it has to do with a guy could kind of could be a king represents kind of everybody but um gets himself killed like he kind of i won't go into the details but he gets himself killed right and he's he's literally dead in the first song he doesn't he's a ghost and doesn't realize he has died <laughs> and so that was forrest dell our interview the, you can actually watch the full interview over on our youtube channel let's geek podcast and uh you can type in yes and cat geeks with forrest dell or just go straight into our link tree and uh go ahead and click there so please don't forget to comment, rate, subscribe, and please, once again, don't forget to comment. We want your criticism. We want to know how to do better for the podcast, and we want to know your honest opinion. So we are going to go into our artist series, and our artist of the week is Einstein the Mastermind with his song, I'd rather be which is pretty cool since, you know, this is about fame. So, you know, we gonna listen to what you rather be, right? Let's go. <laughs> right. Play that joint. Outside. I've been on the road. I've been trying to hustle even though I'm feeling low. Everybody talking about you never gonna blow. How the hell you even trying? I just had to let them know. I'd rather be the N-I-G-G-A. Pull up on these niggas, let them know I'm here to stay. Watch you while I rise and make you Touch a motherfucker, watch this. I done seen the complications, is the diagnostics. Y'all ain't ready for the truth, they could be catastrophic. Everyone afraid of winning, comfortable in second place. They didn't grew content with the surroundings that they go and hate. On those who stop for better, bring them down to their reality. While go getters be grinding and increasing all their salaries. You mad at me for speaking truth? Get these fucking facts. My era, some losers, I'm just trying to make a great impact. Trying to dodge that negativity and keep my thoughts intact. Overthinking better for my health, don't need no cardiac arrest. But I digress, man, I didn't had it with the stress. Gotta keep these devils off me if I'm trying to live so blessed. I want the best, but not the worst. Damn it, I define my work. I'm a prosper even if that means I'm six feet in the dirt. Hey, I've been on the road. I've been trying to hustle even though I'm feeling low. Everybody talking about you never gonna blow How the hell you even trying? I just had to let them know I'd rather be the N-I-G-G-A Pull up on these niggas, let them know I'm gonna stay Watch you while I rise and make you feel some type of way Permanent resident yelling, if you green, but I'll be so busy, I'm celibate. I don't waste my time, but if you're lucky, I might sell a bit. When I'm at the top of my game, I'm in my element, but I couldn't be no avatar. I make it a point to never bend. You'll need more experience to get on my level, even if you keep the metal with. I am not one to meddle with. <laughs> I don't have the time, I got me some plans tonight. Got some bars I have to write, and the mastermind will pass the mic. All the biggest problems in my life, those were appetizers. Nothing you could put in front of me. 
I get inspired, stick around, right? Everybody's looking for a purpose, well I found mine Einstein says he's number one, so I guess we're about tied Matter of fact, go ahead and give it to the outsiders Cause he and I have been on the road I've been trying to hustle even though I'm feeling low Everybody talking about you never gonna blow Why the hell you even trying, I just had to let them know I'd rather be that N-I-G-G-A Pull up on these niggas, let them know I'm here to stay Watching while I rise and make you feel some type of way They just mad that I'm that 